Welcome to the Pause Where I Play podcast. We're back again. Dun, 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 dun. Is John Cena going to sue me now? <laughs> Coming for you. We should have start. I should start whistling that Earth, Wind, and Fire song. I can't remember the words. No, no, no. The, um, oh. Oh, what is it? Oh, sorry. Oh, the... the I thought you were doing the peacemaker. I know the words. I'm just humming it because the bird that lives here with Vince can can whistle it start whistling you have a bird Paige does oh yeah my little sister is living in the other room now and she's got she brought her zoo with her remember the dog last week oh, and gosh, yes. there's a cockatiel i think back there and it can do the earth wind and fire song and it can do r2d2 noises and uh it does the final fantasy <laughs> it's pretty cool really there you go. All right. Talented you, bird. You've got me very curious. We'll have to check into that in a little bit. But welcome back, guys. We, uh, we're we doing this the second month in a row. And this is like like almost like three weeks apart, right? Groundbreaking for I us. I so, yeah. Because it was what? Right before the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, two or three weeks. Uh, do we need to talk about the, the Oscars slap? Can you hear the bird singing that? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. Wait a second. <laughs> Oh, they can. I... It's kind of. They do see that they finally released like their sentencing or whatever today. Ten years. Yeah. Ten years in Oscar jail. It's been ten years. It's... That's what his voice will say when he makes it back again. <laughs> it's like the Titanic. It's been eighty years or whatever. I'm so tired of hearing about the slap. I'll be honest. Like it was kind of crazy when it happened. Like I was just watching it and I just. Like, oh, it... I, I texted you right. I was like, "What just happened?" Like. And yeah. it was crazy, and then after a while, it just got so overblown. And I heard, so I heard that that ruined the whole entire Oscars for everyone. Like it, it changed it, the it, vibe not only to the to the show, uh-huh. but to my room that I was in. Like the entire room just kind of like got confused and like awkward. And we're not even like in the same room as these people, but still, it changed the entire entire vibe of the night. So that discomfort just well. bled through I mean, the TV. Oh yeah. Could you yeah. imagine how cool it would have been, even though a lot of people were expecting it, like how cool it really would have been. Not like it wasn't, but like Will Smith gets that Oscar that everyone is like, yes. Like mm-hmm. after all this time, he gets like, if the slap hadn't happened, could you imagine just how amazing of a moment that would have been? Meanwhile, it was all just foreshadowed by what happened earlier. So it just changed the whole vibe is what you're saying. That sucks. That sucks. No, I'm sorry to bring it up and like harp on something that everyone's like turned into a a huge conversation, but it's more like, there's a reason you brought it up. This is movie news and this is what it is. And we're a movie podcast. And so that's what's happening. I'm glad that Coda won. And we want to talk about Best Picture. I was happy that that happened. I was actually going to ask you guys about this. So Coda is now advertised all over my Apple TV. Is like, you <laughs> should watch this now. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it. So that's all, my, that's all my plans for this weekend. There you go. Yeah, that's a good plan. Um, and we have to we have to uh, talk about how well we did as a as a podcast group in okay. our in our standings. We actually did really really well. Um, I think we only missed four categories, if I remember nice. right. And we got almost all the other ones correct. So nice job, guys. Pat yourselves on the back. You guys know your movies. There you go. I can't reach that far anymore. I'm too <laughs> swole from the gym. <laughs> Crushed it. Just kidding. So we did that. Um, let me talk about also how happy I was that, because originally with what we were talking about and what I thought it was going to be, that they were just going to do 
we don't talk about Bruno oh. featuring Nicki Minaj. That's when you apparently. texted me. Oh, That's when you yes. Me. I was like, what is but happening? But I don't think it was Nicki Minaj. It was... Uh, oh, did I mess it up? Someone the Stallion or something like that? Oh, Megan the Stallion? I Megan think Megan the Stallion. I apologize. I don't know any... I didn't either. ...rappers, really. Yeah, and I, I apologize never... for being... I, I kind of got back into it when I first... Uh, met my now wife because she was like, oh, dude, Kendrick Lamar, like all this. I was like, okay. And then I kind of just fell back into my old musical habits. So I apologize. You're, you're talking to the, the emo kids over here, me and Casey. <laughs> the best part about tonight is that we're not fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I, I thought they were just going to do that, but they did also perform Dos Oruguitas, and I was really, yes. really happy. Me too. But then sad that it didn't win. Mm-hmm. But even though we kind of saw it coming. There was a couple of those that we we should have got right. There was like two of them, I think, that we debated, and if we would have went the other way with it, we would have got them right. But we picked what we wanted. We and did. I think that was one of them, we right? Can't Where we were like, Dos mm-hmm. Oruguitas. It was that Lord. one. Uh, I think we chose Power of the Dog for Best Picture instead of Coda, but we debated Coda. Yes. There was like two or three. I missed four, and two of them at least we should have. We could have got if we would have. I would In say we did a good universe. leaning against, like, with, with two of you and me just over here like, Dune for everything. <laughs> Dune. Like, I feel like. Hey, but Dune, like, obviously everything. besides, like, Best Picture, I think it won, like, all or most all of its uh, categories that it was yeah, in. It killed it. The ones that we were picking it for. It really did. Like, yeah, it didn't win Best Picture or anything like that, but all of the, like, other categories in quotes, like, it swept them all. Yeah, it did. Awesome. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add before I move on to my next question for you guys? I don't think so. Nope. It was good. Oscars, Oscars was fun. Have you guys watched the first or second episode of The Moon Knight? Yes. No. I was going to the other night, but I did not. I have. And what did you think of the first episode? I liked both of them. Really? Um, second episode, they, I, I don't want to sound negative on it cause it's Spoiler not, free on it, but. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to go into spoilers and I'm not going to be negative on it. I'm enjoying it, but the, uh, interpretation of the character is not, I haven't read a lot of Moon Knight comics, but when the little that I have read, this is not the character that I, that was in my mind, you know, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, you've seen the trailers. Like, Oscar Isaac is playing this kind of, like, British kind of, like, oh, oh, no, oh, no, I don't know what's happening. And in my mind, I mean, this is a character with multiple personality disorders, so he's got a bunch of personalities in his head, so they could take this a whole bunch of different ways. But the the books that I read, I always really imagined him, like, the Mark Spector character, like, who's really, like, suave and just, like, good at what he's doing and not this kind of, like, bumbling British guy. So did they like choose a personality and that's what they stuck with of the multiple There's, personality disorder, right? Like they chose one of the personalities and they're like, we're going to do the bumbly British one type thing. Yeah. So not to spoil anything, but so far he has two personalities. I hope that didn't spoil things. Nope. <laughs> nope. So far there's two personalities in that head and I don't know. It'll be fun. I just, I just had this idea of the way that he acts in the suit. Like you've seen the the stills of the like tuxedo yeah. suit. Like he looks so cool in the tuxedo suit in the comics. And in my mind, when he's in that tuxedo suit, he's freaking like a badass, you know. And in episode two, he ends up in that costume. I'm spoiling things. I'm sorry, guys. 
Um, but he ends up in that costume and it's the British guy in the costume and he does he's kind of that bumbling British guy and not this like suave like debonair like badass in a white suit and I'm like that's not what I wanted to see when he was in his white suit <laughs> but it's good it's like I'm I'm entertained by it I'm enjoying it I also started the Halo TV show if you guys have watched <gasps> the Halo TV show I was wondering about, about that you did you say you'd watch the first one or not I've yet watched one and two now yeah we'll see it's fine so far. Yeah, like I have nothing good to say about it, nothing bad to say about it. It's, I mean, the Master Chief suit looks cool. That's cool. So we'll I'm see like, how it goes. I'm like holding off, and it's not because I don't I want to be disappointed. It's just I want to binge it all in one go because I feel like it's either going to be wow and I'm like going to be super into it or it's going to be like meh and I'm not going to continue, but I'd rather have everything available. Yeah. So I don't so know. Otherwise, you're very less likely to like keep going. Like come back to it after a do, week of waiting or whatever. Do you realize that like our our parents before us and even us as kids, we used to be fine with waiting like seven to ten days for the next episode or whatever. No, no. thank no. you Netflix for being like, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> Flip that five seconds back on, buddy. Like, that's how I feel about this. Uh, I don't know, but I I do want to watch the Halo despite it maybe being bad. Like I I just loved Halo so much. I got a text from one of my friends um, earlier today. He said he watched episode three and he said that in this episode it did take a turn that made it more interesting to him. So okay. that's kind of I felt with one and two. It was just like it's way different than the games, but I'm not hating it. I'm just not really loving yeah. it either. It's just kind of mm. it's something to watch. I'm just biding my time watching some old trashy TV that for some reason I decided to start. I decided to start Manifest on Netflix. With Jason. I don't know that. It's that one that like these people get on a plane and then it like they go through some turbulence and then they show up like five years in the future yeah, okay. or something. And so we like just barely finished the first season and it's very much like okay, we're not really watching anything else. And so, like, when I just want to be, like, chill and relax and spend some time with my wife, like, I'll just, like, we'll turn that on. And there's, you know, there's some parts where I'm like, oh, interesting. But most of it, I'm like, this is so dumb. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. But I'm mostly just biding time until Better Call Saul starts releasing episodes and then Stranger Things. Right around the corner. Day. When is Stranger it's Things coming, again? Uh, May? May? I think at the end of May. So I think it'll be, like, I think... I haven't like mapped it all out or anything, but I think that roughly the time where the first half of the Better Call Saul season ends, uh, Stranger Things will start. Perfect time. Are they gonna drop the whole season? They dro- they're Stranger dropping half of it. Half of it. And then July, they're dropping the second half. Cool. I want to binge that one. And then I think one, so August is when they're doing the final half of the Better Call Saul season. So nice. Kind of all over, but you know, that's yeah. what I've been doing. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it uh let's begin i have one more to shout out oh okay sorry i guarantee neither of you guys have heard of this show it's called close enough on hbo nope it's a cartoon you ever heard of the regular show on cartoon network yes Uh, i have the same guy who did the regular show same art but it's a cartoon for adults and it's freaking hilarious and season three just dropped i started it last night and it's more more just great <laughs> how does this compare with something like rick and morty uh, it's not it's not the same it's different they're 15 minute episodes okay. and it's about people our age and our in our 30s dealing with uh right like like they put it's them dealing with 
regular mundane things that we go through, but through a lens that just gets absolutely ridiculous, you know? So, like, the first episode of this new season, like, one of them is they go to Catalina Island for their honeymoon, and it's eight years after they got married. And so they go, they finally get go to their, on their honeymoon to Catalina Island, but it's overrun with bison, which I probably is a thing in Catalina. I don't know. I never, I haven't been. The years, Catalina but. wine mixer is all I know yeah, about and Catalina. So, so the episode goes from, you know, this like mundane thing, like going on your honeymoon eight years later to trying to escape these evil bison and get off the island safely. You know, like it's just gets absolutely crazy. It's really, really funny. That does sound like fun. Okay. You've got it. I will listen to it after I edit this podcast and rem- yeah, remind it, it of the name. They're, they're easy 15-minute episodes. You know, you can just burn through them really fast and very relatable. Very relatable. Well, uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to a show I've shot out before in a previous podcast, and that'll be the end of my day today, uh, other than talking about these movies. Um, Mad Men. The Long Way Up, <laughs> actually, uh, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. It's a Ewan McGregor series where he – takes electric bikes and Rivian electric trucks from the southern coast of Patagonia all oh, the right. way up to Los Angeles. And I'm re-watching it uh, just because I've watched it before and I don't have to pay that much attention. But I'm still finding good old nuggets that I missed before. And, nice. you know, there's nothing that makes you want to, like, jump into your 33-foot travel trailer and tow it around the United States than watching a show about road yeah, tripping. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, yep, that's, that's, that's it. So, yeah, are you guys ready to jump into this uh, this list? I'm ready. Yep, let's do it. Boop, boop, boop. Josh, you got some stuff you want to talk about. You got honorable mentions. Yeah, so definitely. Um, so obviously it's one of my favorite episodes of the year. I mean, we kind of do them back to back this year, luckily, because of our timing. So we've got our top movies of 2021, and these are our personal favorites. So no judging, because we're allowed to like what we like. So take that. Yes, no full judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll judge you guys for your choices. No. JK, JK, um, JK. I always love hearing like what everyone's top tens is and like seeing how our lists compare to each other, like which movies overlapped, which ones some people liked, some people didn't. Like I just love hearing it. So um I do have I, I watched like probably less movies than other years, but I do still have quite a few that I liked, but that didn't end up making my list. So my super quick mention of my honorable mentions were Luca. Uh, the only Pixar yeah, film yeah. released last year. I liked it. I didn't end up making my list. Uh, the Suicide Squad didn't end up making my list. Um, Army of Thieves, which is the, it's like the sequel to the, what is it? Army of the Dead. I never watched it. The Army of Thieves? Yeah, that's the sequel to the one with the, the zombie one. Yeah, right? the so it's zombie. like, it's a sequel, but it's like a prequel, like in the timeline. And I really like it because it has the yeah. guy who's like the thief or whatever, but it's him when he first gets pulled into it. And it's with um, Natalie Emmanuel, who is, uh, she's in Game of Thrones. She's like, um, not I, it's been so long since I've watched Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Amelia Clark's like right hand woman. Oh, okay. So like she's there like recruiting her and then Rubio Fee is also it's just like a lot of people and they go and they like do these heists. Mercedes. Like yes. Mercedes. Yes. And they go and they do they do these sequences of heists and it's it's good, but it ended up. I was so list. turned off of that Army yeah. of the Dead, the first one. That was like <laughs> I, liked, I don't want to see anything else in this series. <laughs> they both released in the same year because that released last year as well. That didn't make my honorable mentions, but this one did. So okay, I'm not maybe. saying it's, it's a lot better, but I did like it more. But it was enjoyable. Uh, yes, um, the Alpinist, which I will completely space the name of the climber who it was about, 
but it was about the guy doing the free solo ice climbing. Um, the guy who lived in Canada, French guy. I apologize. Uh, I, I, I remember what this is about, but I didn't watch but it. But they did. Movies. So it's a documentary about him, um, and it was on Netflix, and I watched that and I really liked it. And then my last honorable mention is, since it's not my top ten, it's not really cheating, is the trilogy of the Fear Street movies that came out last year. Oh, the Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Those were way fun, actually. Those are fun. I like those, so... Yeah, They're kind of Goosebumps style, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah okay. Were but they then it like based off of like three different eras of time. Type yeah, thing? it was because yeah. it was like Fear Street, like nineteen ninety six, like nineteen eighty four, and then like seventeen something 17, or whatever. So cool. it was really cool, and it had a lot of people that you like know from like other Netflix stuff. Um, had very briefly, and I'll just mention these ones because you know I like these ones. Robin from Stranger Things, and then um, Sadie Sink, who is Max in Stranger Things. She was in it, so a lot of cool people. Cool. I really like those. Anyways, those are my honorable mentions. I just have one honorable mention, and not even because the movie's good or that I enjoyed the movie, but because the experience was so good. The experience seeing the movie was so good. So middle of COVID, right, 2021, haven't been to a movie in who knows how long. Me and my brother-in-law decide to go see godzilla versus kong in imax <laughs> have zero expectations for this movie to be good and was correct dumb movie so stupid i mean see that imax would be pretty cool though exactly I just <laughs> <laughs> still i can't tell you what the story of that movie was but watching two giant monsters fight each other in a i'll, I'll say this twice private imax showing that's right a private Wait, like, imax just showing. you and your brother because it was middle of COVID, there wasn't a single person in that theater oh other than me goodness. and my brother-in-law in the entire thing. So we had a solo, just the two of us, IMAX, watch Giant Monkey and Giant Lizard fight each other for two hours <laughs> moment. And you still paid like 12 bucks a ticket or 15 bucks a ticket or whatever, right? And yeah, you had the whole for, place for cheap, and we had it all to ourselves. Yeah. And, That's amazing. And we hadn't been in the theater in so long. It's just one of those moments that I will probably remember the rest of my life, not for the movie that I saw, but for the experience that I got after having not been in that theater for so long. I remember like one plot point. It's just like where they go, like spoilers for this like year old movie where they go to like the under earth or whatever they call it. Like mm-hmm. the in between, like the crust. And the, I, don't know. I just remember that. Uh, yeah. I remember going the down earth below. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got some kind of monkey ax. I can't remember. No, it was though. Right. Oh my goodness. Wild. The monkey Wild. ax sounds very exciting. I don't know I think, what's going on. I think he used like a part of Godzilla's, scales or something and attached it to a stick like do they, a do they or maybe they found a robotic it in cave. thing later yeah they end up fighting i think they end up fighting mecha godzilla i think i watched part of this like one night when i was like sleepy and i remember like the monkey having a hatchet or something and that robot godzilla and then i remember they teamed up and fought each other type thing and did yeah. that like, where the two hands come together like that's what i remember i don't know if it happens but that's like they joined forces right if that didn't happen i need that gif godzilla (laughs) arm and king kong arm doing the arnold schwarzenegger and ran uh uh carl weathers it's carl weathers and predator right doing that giant high five yeah arm wrestle i need to see godzilla but that's pretty much like my impression of what they did because i remember seeing part of this now i'm like maybe I did watch it. I don't know. 
but that's that's rad. that's what it is. That movie's just a giant fever dream. <laughs> Did you have any honorable mentions, Case? Um, to be honest with you, I only watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven movies. And the only movie that didn't make my list was Halloween Kills. Is it an honorable mention, though? <laughs> um, so, Is it so honorable? But what's really hard, well, I don't let know. Let me tell you. I don't know. It's honorable. Evil dies tonight. Evil does not ever Josh, die. Josh, evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Hey, did you know evil dies tonight? I mean, it has Jimmy Lee Curtis, Vince. Come on. I was so disappointed. <laughs> what was she doing? This is her one miss. Like, oh, why did she do this movie? She yeah. was so proud of it, too, leading up to it and all the Isn't there stuff. another one? Yes. Are they making another one? The Howling Ends? It's something See, like she's that. just trying like to milk it and like finish out her career where it started type thing guys like i don't know i thought <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was dark but yes probably um no i i didn't love it right and there was like a lot of dumb monologue dialogue whatever you want to call it but like it was a Halloween movie, and it filled my desire for gore. And so yeah, that's why, yeah. for me, it's an honorable mention. But let's just put it as a mention and not an honorable there mention. Go. There we go. <laughs> we mentioned um, it, and we talked about it for a couple minutes. So there you go. But, yeah, so after a lot of review and heartwarming review of things, I did watch enough movies to make a top ten. So there we go. I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready to start? Let's kick it off. I don't know why that John Cena thing. It's probably because the Suicide Squad is in this conversation. And John Cena's character was the best part for me. So I haven't um, watched that series. I, I was going to say, you watched Peacemaker? Peacemaker I haven't watched Peacemaker Oh, yet. so when I started singing the song, neither of you guys got what I was doing. No. Because uh. that, that's the, the theme song for the, or the opening song for the Peacemaker series. The, right. Anyway, or how does, I don't even remember the lyrics to it. Anyway, doesn't he oh, yeah. sing it? Like, doesn't he like? No, uh, it's it's the act, but they they have a dance to it. Yeah, doesn't he have a dance to thing? Like, I I just remember seeing something about why the Peacemaker's like intro is so important or so mm-hmm. dumb or something. Yeah, it's but, really fun to watch. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, John excited. Cena, I don't like him as an actor, but the man was born to play Peacemaker. <laughs> he is so funny as that character. There we go. Anyway. <laughs> Back to another what we'll be watching. Well, well, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to dig it out and bury it out. But Josh, do you want to start with your? Uh, well, you started with your honorable mentions. Uh, Case, huh? Go ahead, Case. Me. We're doing. We'll number just 10. go back around the table. We'll do number ten. Number ten. Mm-hmm. My number ten was the Forever Purge. Actually, so I'm a huge fan of the Purge series, and I actually love the idea of the Forever Purge. It's kind of more based around stuff that happened in 2020 and like election type stuff. Yeah. Um, but the idea, I don't know if have you, have either of you guys seen the forever purge? Mm-mm. Okay. I've only seen the, the forever first, purge. Yeah. Just the seen, like, the purge. Okay. Yeah. I, I love the purge series and it's just because it's ridiculous and it's like actually like, like it's the worst case scenario for a lot of people. And so, right. It's new founding father stuff, but like the, which is the party that controls the government and created the, the purge. But, um, yeah, I would say watch it. It talks about bridging gaps between cultures and how the most surprising people can help you out. But it's also got that uh, gritty gore in there that, that you know you love with The Purge. And so it's got a good story. Uh, yeah, so for me, number 10 was The Forever Purge. Perfect. Uh, Vince. Uh, so my number 10 was Bo Burnham Inside. Nice. <clears throat> um, I liked it. You saw I, it too, right? Yeah. I didn't think about it for the list. It might have oh, yeah. made it. But. I was flipping through my things and saw it on there, and it, I, I don't know. It, it, 
I was surprised that it made my number 10 too, but after flipping through all of them, <clears throat> I would rather take off a couple of other ones than like even the new James Bond I left off over this one. Yeah, me too. James Bond didn't make my list at all. Which um, surprises me with how much I know you love Bond. Yeah, I I thought that it was good. It was so forgettable. Like it was it was fine, but I just I don't remember it at all. I literally just remembered the end, right? Yeah, exactly. The one moment that was the, so like controversial the for actress some dumb reason that was in it, like for most of it or whatever. Not Anna Darmus, but the other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I like saw Anna her. Darmus was in it. Oh, that part was that good. Part was like it was good. I still think it probably wouldn't make my top ten, but it's like I really liked it. It's just there's a lot of parts that were like whatever. I just remember I saw the actress in something else, and I was like, oh, how do I know her? Oh James yeah, Bond. she was okay. in James Bond. All right. I forgot Anna Darmus was in it. That part was sweet. That part was really good. Yep. Anyway, Bo Burnham, Inside. Uh, wow. Like it, the that kid's talented. I had no I idea Bo, Mur- Bo Burnham was that talented. But he uh, made a movie during the pandemic, and he filmed. He wrote, filmed, starred, did everything by himself. Got it. Got it put up on Netflix, and it's a. Uh, it's really good. It. Uh, it's been a long time since I watched it, but I remember it talk it it hits home in a lot of ways, and it, it is a reflection of society and a reflection of the the internet in general. A really good reflection of it. He just he just gets it, and he's able to translate that and put it up on screen and make it funny and entertaining in a way that it's very unique to him. I actually like know parts of songs because of reels, but I don't. I haven't watched it, and I, I I've heard that I should watch it. Like multiple people are like you would relate to this or understand yeah. it with your humor. And I'm like, what I, cause every time somebody recommends it to me in that way, I'm like, would I understand it though? Or are you just thinking I'm a cynic? I don't know. <laughs> but I've actually heard that from tons of people that it's just a very well written and it was apt to society as mm-hmm. it is. So yeah. I, I think I need it to watch feel it. Like, like it's got a message to it, but it doesn't feel like he's like, you're not talking in your preaching. face. Yeah. It's funny. And it's like, it's also really smartly written where the things he writes, like they're funny and it's, done in a very smart and hilarious way where mm-hmm. it's not just like stupid like but jo- or something like, like it's really or preachy even you know like it's not like he's like look at how bad society is you know and like kind of shaming people yeah. he does it in a way that's just uh well received and makes you kind of self-reflect on society and yourself in general it was really good i really enjoyed it there you go Bo Burnham in Bo Burnham's inside Vince's number 10 my number 10 is so my nine and ten are two of the three uh Oscar ones that I have on there and my number 10 is gonna be King Richard I really loved King Richard and Will Smith did an excellent job the young actresses who played Venus and Serena did an excellent job overall just a really heartwarming story Can I do a bad joke but I love it Yes. We'll hit it out of the park. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my only That joke. was truly terrible. <laughs> but yes. So so based off what you told me, by the way, I after listening to our last podcast where we were talking about Oscar nominations, I went through and I actually watched a couple of YouTube videos where people were also talking about it. And from what I understand, like this is this this film like actually shows like the dedication of parents, right? Kind of yep. like the parents' part in helping their children become successful. Yeah, and like it's and for that, it, like I guess it resonated with a lot of people who are in our era of time where we're like old enough to have kids and like what I would do or wouldn't do and how far would I go type thing. It's the feeling that a lot of people yeah. kind of resonate with. Did that resonate for you or was it just kind of like 
what what resonated for you the most so it resonated for me like that idea of being willing to do whatever it takes to take care of your family and your kids and obviously like it doesn't resonate for me in the point of like yes i'll like have a plan for my children's life and all this stuff blah 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 i don't have kids i don't have plans in the near future to have kids or anything like that but coming from a family where like my parents were very you know good to us and were able to raise us well i was like it really just makes you a lot of times appreciate maybe like from that other end was mm-hmm. a lot of what resonated with me was yeah like obviously i definitely grew up in a lot better situation than being in compton growing up and going from that to being like a, a tennis superstar right that's not me and it would never be anything close to that right but still to be able to have an appreciation for your parents doing whatever it takes to to take care of you and to do what it takes to take care of your family and just and not taking any other way doing what you want right and it's like it's very interesting because he's very confrontational and some of those are the most hilarious scenes with him and (laughs) and john bernthal right like them going at it with each other and him being like no this is the way it's gonna be like it's hilarious but yeah it was really fun to see john bernthal in that role too such a it's such a different character than i'm used to seeing him i'm Mm. used to him being the like gravelly angry guy and he's like this the complete opposite in it so um, King Richard is my number six. I loved that movie. Uh, I grew up playing tennis in high school, so I'm kind of a sucker for any tennis movies. The Wimbledon movie is really good. Um, and this one was just done so well. Will Smith just killed it in the role. The twins, or the two girls that played Venus and Serena, I guess they're not twins, but the two girls that played and and amazing. and will smith's wife in it. i can't remember her name just the performances are amazing and the tennis is just fun to watch like yeah. the matches themselves are so fun to watch in the movie yeah. all right so we just go back around this time i guess yeah all right number nine my number nine was i'm looking at vince it was drive my car <laughs> 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 like we talked about, I won't go over it too much because I went over it very in-depth in our Oscars episode. There was just a lot of stuff that resonated very deeply with me with loss and moving on after you lose people and being able to share that burden with other people and talk about it. There's a few very emotional scenes which made this movie worth it for me that I could not leave it out. And I have left quite a few of the Oscar nominations out, and I don't like love doing that, but just the ones that made it were the ones that I enjoyed the most for me personally so uh drive my car my number nine vince okay uh number nine is and i have a couple of oscar movies on here and i feel like we've talked those over like you said in the last episode so i'm not really gonna go into depth on this but my number nine is nightmare alley um beautifully shot movie really well acted movie i really enjoyed it if you want to hear more of our thoughts on it go listen to our other podcast episode so nightmare alley was actually my number seven and i want to talk about it i can talk about it now if you'd like yeah Yeah. uh nightmare alley was actually incredibly cool because it's kind of like talking about the circus and uh kind of like what happens but it's a full circle movie it's kind of like what goes around comes around because they pretty much tell you the end of the movie at the start of the movie and it's actually really well thought out uh matthew mcconaughey does fantastic in it bradley cooper bradley cooper Son of a nutcracker, yes, but you, ah. yeah, sorry, yeah, but Brad Bradley Cooper does fantastic in it, and the supporting cast is actually quite amazing. Like, like you jump in and you're like, holy crap, because I forget the guy's name, but the guy who plays like the the fortune teller type guy, the partners with the fortune teller lady who does the tarot cards, you know, 
Um, I forget his name, but he's really good. And then they just, the cast is all around great. Um, I'm trying to think of the lady who, now I feel like an idiot, but I've got, I, I got Bradley Cooper's name wrong. And now I'm like, <laughs> uh. but I thought the whole movie was good. It was fun. It was a good time piece. And it kind of like represented like around, it was around wartime, right? Like the world war two, I think was around that era of time when it was, or I don't think it was long enough, late enough to be Korea, but it was like World War II era. So, very cool movie. Very cool movie. So, that's my number seven. And your number nine. My number nine was The Suicide Squad. Woo! Uh, it was one I, I watched here with Vince, actually, at his house. I came over and we watched it. And the reason I chose that one is it was, it was fun and it was a comic book movie. It, it was entertaining. Even though it was like one of the few new movies I watched, it was one that I've like remembered and like randomly been like, that was fun. Because it wasn't what you expected. Like what was what you thought was going to happen didn't happen. And it, <laughs> I just keep thinking about James Gunn's brother who played like the rat or whatever. <laughs> the, weasel. <laughs> the weasel. And I, I just keep thinking about him like, like sorry, spoilers, but getting up at the end and just <laughs> disappearing. And it's like... <laughs> But like, but then also we got the Punisher out of not the Punisher, um, Peacemaker out of it. And sorry, I looked up John Bernthal and the Punisher logo is right there on my phone. But yeah, like the I I thought it was fun. So yeah, and we got to see uh, uh, Kim Kim Kardashian's boyfriend of the day, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson for a minute <laughs> oh, yeah. in that show. So kind of fun. I remember. Uh, Suicide Squad is my number three for the year. Okay. I loved it. Um. I love it when DC doesn't try to connect their stuff. They just let an art, a, a director, an artist do their thing. I mean, look at the Batman that just came out. You know, they they thrive when they don't try to emulate what Marvel is doing. But I remember sitting at work one day, and I remember Cade being excited for Pete Davidson to be in this movie. And he's I remember him saying something along the lines after of... After you'd already seen it? No, not yet. Oh, okay. We hadn't seen it yet. But I remember him saying before any of us saw it that he was excited to see what Pete Davidson does in the movie and <laughs> how he just dies immediately. Hey, I, it's me, guys! <laughs> I remember seeing that and thinking, Kate's going to be pretty disappointed. <laughs> we did that whole freaking... That poll, we did that like Excel sheet yeah, yeah, where everybody put like, who do you think is going to die in the Suicide Squad? <laughs> and who was it? Like Tyler like got it almost exactly right, I yeah. think, or something. That was fun. I love that movie. It's just, it's 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 R-rated an adult without feeling like they're trying. You mm-hmm. know, like I feel like DC has been trying to do, and been trying to do this thing like Titans, you know, where it's like, all right, people want an R-rated, you know, adult show, so we're going to make this R-rated and adult, and it just feels like they're trying so hard, you know, like, look how edgy and adult we're being. And this one just it makes it, makes it so easy. Yeah. Like James Gunn just does it so easy. I, I also love what you talked about, just, like, the free form of, like, letting their people create and just do things. Because I hope DC listens to this and keeps doing that, because otherwise – their studios gonna get bought out by Marvel, and we're gonna get the same <laughs> gaudy thing after a while. But that's all I wanted to say because I, I actually like that was that was one of the things I was like, this is just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's God. just so much fun. Yeah. So well done. It was super fun. I was scared like when I first watched the movie, like when everyone died, like at the beginning. I was like, this was a very cool scene. But I was like, all these people that I was excited for, like, aren't actually gonna be in this movie. Like, what's going on? And then I actually watched it, and I was like, never mind. It didn't okay, freaking this. matter. <laughs> Wait, what was Flula's character? Like uh... the javelin, I think. His name was. <laughs> 
because they were just the most ridiculous characters in that thing. And I just love how he's like, you take, you take it. <laughs> I think we could just talk about that forever, like the death section of it. But Flula was like my favorite cameo. Yeah, he's really good. Oh, man. Uh, my number eight is a documentary um, done Ooh. by my hero, Jimmy, Jimmy Chin. Chin. Mm-hmm. Ah. This guy is so incredibly talented in everything he does. He's a pro skier. He's a pro climber. He is a Oscar-winning documentarian, and he followed up his Oscar-winning movie um, Free Solo with the movie called The Rescue, and it's all about the uh, the rescue of that soccer team in Thailand. I can't remember I where. The Sing- one in the Singapore. Cave? Yes. Yeah. Singapore, Thailand. Thailand, or somewhere over there, where but you know this this junior soccer team goes down into this cave to play, and there's this monsoon that just like floats in and fills the cave up, and strands the kids like I can't remember it's like a mile or two down into the cave, and they have to figure out how to get these kids out, and nobody thinks it's possible, and uh, Jimmy Chin and his team, um, including his amazing wife. Uh, did so much work to get some incredible footage from the local government there that was like, I don't, it wasn't lost, but it was just like sealed away. Like classified like, stuff? Not, not even classified, but just like, it was just, it was during, again, during COVID. So no one was like able to work with each other. And mm. it's a lot of it was like body camera footage. And they, they were able to like work with the government to get this footage to tell this just incredible story of saving the entire team of soccer kids when they were sure that they were all going to die. And if not all of them, at least one of them was going to die in the way that they got them out of this cave. And spoiler for the movie, I mean, it's still worth seeing. I remember following it when it was when it was actually happening. They, they were able to get these kids out in the most incredible way. So the rescue is definitely worth your time going in and checking out. It's just heart pounding, like the mm-hmm. whole time. Like you're just watching this, and it's so crazy. You're just thinking, "Oh my goodness! Like, how is this gonna happen? How is it gonna work?" And I hadn't followed it, but I was like pretty sure that I like knew the ending, what would happen. But it was still like my heart was going the whole time. It's on um, number five, by the way, oh, nice. for me. The rescue is up there. So it was just amazing and crazy, and I just my heart never stopped pounding the whole time. And there was just so many moments where. Like, you either get excited or you get scared or something like that, and then something happens to completely flip it. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to a point where, also, spoilers, so I guess just kind of, like, skip ahead, like, 45 seconds, because I'll be fast. But, like, they get to a point where they're like, we really don't think we can get them out. The best choice is just going to be to wait until the monsoon season's over. We'll just have to, like, float in and get in, like, supplies for them for, like, the next six months to live here. But then they pull out, like, the oxygen, like, meter, and it's already at unsafe levels. They're like, we don't, like, suffocate. It's, it's barely, like, a week or something that they'd be able to stay in here. So, amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney+. Plus Because it's a national, they have, like, National Geographic with yeah. it, right? Something like was that. Was it on Hulu, too, or something? It could have been. I don't know. I just know I watched it, like. I think you're right. I, I watched it, it a couple Disney months Plus. ago, and it was on Disney+. Plus. It's, yeah, I haven't looked for it. I, I saw don't it in theaters. Just look so. up the rescue streaming, and you'll find it. Yeah. Definitely worth it. Especially if you've watched Free Solo and enjoyed it, because I know a lot of people have. Um Jimmy Chin is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can watch it on Disney Plus right now. There you go, Casey with the quick follow. Okay, yeah. uh, my number eight was one that is a 2021 movie for its large theatrical release because it had a weird release schedule with how it was supposed to be released. My number eight is 
the sequel to my, I think, 2018 number one movie of the year, 2019. Venom 2, Let There Be <laughs> I still haven't even seen that. I haven't either. Crazy, right? <laughs> A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, that was last year? Last that year. That was 21? Whoops. That should at, probably It was supposed to be somewhere. 20, but it was literally supposed to be what? It was like the end of March. Like, I literally had tickets to go see it yeah. before can, everything got shut Can down. we put that on my honorable mentions list? Because I forgot <laughs> that it was in 2021. Oh, it was great. Go. I love A Quiet Place Part 2. And while it definitely didn't end up living up to, like, the first one, like, with what I loved, just because it was not, like, a lot of the same, like, it was bad, just, like... It was more of the same stuff. Like, it was still really good and really tense, and I loved Killian Murphy in it. I feel like he played an amazing role in it with the mostly absence because he was in part of it, uh, John Krasinski, um, where they show, like, prequel stuff happening, like, right near the beginning of the movie. And I just... I love it. Nelson Simmons and Emily Blunt just do incredible work, and Killian Murphy along there with it. And there's a couple of moments, especially right at the beginning, that just shock you, right? Like, uh, quick, the bear trap. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, the bear Holy trap. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, so, yeah, my number eight is A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, so, my number eight was actually The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I'm a huge fan of The Conjuring franchise. Mm-hmm. And this one essentially is talking about um, it's trying to dispro- disprove the – it's essentially existence of evil in court and kind of like talks about a number of things and that there are aren't witches and devil worship and stuff like this. And it's actually like for those people, I forget what they're called. It is the Warrens. It's a case disproving their stuff type thing. So it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Conjuring the devil made me do it. My number seven was, I think one of two Marvel movies to make my list black widow it kind of flew like i almost forgot that this movie came out this last year but i was like oh no yeah it was good and then i went back and i haven't watched it actually since it first came out but i was just going back and thinking about it and i was like yeah well it's not like my favorite marvel movie is kind of fairly generic i still liked it and i mean it had scarlett johansson and florence Pugh in the same movie like what can i say (laughs) black widow was definitely a marvel movie I still loved it, nonetheless. I did, too. Like, I really enjoyed it, and I was honestly surprised when I left, like, how down people were on it. Some true. people were on it. Yeah. Like, it's not my favorite. It's just kind of a middle-of-the-line movie, but I remember walking out and being like, that was an entertaining and Marvel movie. I'm excited movie. for, I feel like it was a good end for Scarlett Johansson, especially after her actual end, you know, in the timeline. And I feel like it was a great introduction. I'm super pumped for Florence Pugh. Yeah. I feel like what she's already done in Hawkeye was super cool, and I'm looking forward to whatever else Yelena does. Yeah, for sure. So I did watch that one. I didn't put it on my list. That should be an honorable mention for See, me too. We knew that. Yeah. We knew you'd have more. No yeah, I got two of those Marvels. I guess that are honorable mentions. That one and Shang Chi didn't make my list either. Yeah, but I enjoyed Shang-Chi both did. of those. Like, yeah. really enjoyed them. Agreed. I thought the the fighting, the the choreography in Shang Chi was incredible. Amazing. Um, I love Aquafina. Hilarious. Yeah, and she's funny. And the guy who plays Shang Chi, I can't remember his name, is good too. I don't remember his name either, but I follow him on Twitter. And uh, he's Simu. Hilarious. Something yeah, yeah. Simu. He's so funny. Simu Lee? Simu Lee. Yes, there you go. Yes, yeah. something like that. Sorry if we butchered it, but yeah. I was like, Simu. Something Simu. Yeah. I was, I was kind of like drowning in 
hit exposure to him at the time because he was, I was watching Kim's Convenience right before <laughs> that came out too. So I was like, oh, this guy, I know him. So, so you know what? Yeah. Okay, my number seven, I don't need to talk about this one much either. And also my number six is King Richard, so we'll just skip right past that one. So my number seven was Licorice Pizza, another Oscar movie um, that I really liked. Somehow it made me nostalgia, nostalgic for a time and a place that I never grew up in. And if a movie can do that, then I feel like it was a success. <laughs> so, who's who's naming these movies? Peanut Butter Falcon, Licorice Pizza, Driving My Car. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> this one, the idea of this one, I don't know if this is why he named it, but my interpretation of it, Licorice Pizza are like two things that don't go together, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody puts licorice on their pizza. And the whole idea of the, this movie is about this girl, this this boy and this girl who – literally can't like who can't go together for for age differences you know like it's about a an older woman and a young kid who because of that can't be together just like licorice and pizza shouldn't be together but Hmm. yeah that's that's my interpretation of it i don't know if it actually is what it was uh my number six was the french dispatch was that released last year or this year i still haven't seen it okay so i'm not gonna give major spoilers but it's just an art film by Wes Anderson. Um, Wes Anderson and I love Wes Anderson films so all right so yeah yeah the French Dispatch the French Dispatch it's definitely worth a watch I think if you have HBO Max it's still on there um but as per usual uh Wes Anderson film kind of talk there it's got some weird moments in it and I love it so there you go, there yeah, you go. his movies are just so unique there's nothing like them so yeah. you know exactly what you're gonna get and if you're not into his movies you're not gonna like it but if you are then you're probably gonna like it I haven't seen it yet, but what an all-star cast, right? Just absolutely insane. That's what it was. I didn't see it, but what's her name from No Time to Die is in The French Dispatch. I haven't watched No Time to Die, so I can't say. Um, But I really want to say something really quick. Do you guys watch the train spotting guy, Francis Bourgeois or whatever, like on Instagram or TikTok? Mm -hmm. So this guy went on a train that's the Queen's train that Wes Anderson designed a carriage in today. And it was just everything you can imagine how, like, Wes Anderson-y this train carriage was. So just random fact. I I didn't know that even existed. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I will send you a video. And you will, like, this guy is, like, kind of, like, just a goofy dude. And he's, like... He's the face of, I don't know if it's Gucci or one of those companies now. He's just, like, the face of their, like, stuff. He walked the, like, the red carpet, the runway, during Paris Fashion Week. Like, but cool. he, like, just was this guy who, like, talked about his hobby. It was, like, he's, like, and he tells a story. So, yeah, um, Francis Bourgeois, I think is his name. But nice. um, Wes Anderson, Carriage, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the end of my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, who's up? So that was my number six. So who's got a number five they want to talk about? I think I've got my number six. Okay. Um, so my number six was a movie that I needed to see again for – missing the end in a very peculiar fashion in the movie theater I went to. Number six is Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. I feel like this movie kind of, it got advertised, but it still kind of flew under so many people's radar this year. And while I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as like Baby Driver or anything like that, like this movie was still very good. He set the scene perfectly, the way that it transitions back and forth through time. The cool sort of twist ending that it has and like the sound and the colors the production design the sound because you know we have like our old 
old. Maybe it's still on. I don't know. Sorry. I always like, like, sorry, since we put time into it, but I like skip like the intro of our podcast because I'm like, I know this, like it's coming. But like then saying like music is the core of this movie for baby driver right while it's maybe not as much so there's still so many times where music and lighting cues and everything else line up in this movie and i feel like that just takes a movie to the next level it's so cool where even though it's so strange you have this weird eerie music that has this beat and this light that flickers outside of her window goes along with that beat and it flashes when the beat hits and it's so cool and it just is like the next level and i feel like last night someone did a really good job of that i absolutely love thomasin mckenzie she was a main actress in two of my favorite top 10 movies from this year and it's just amazing sorry dog again you're good <clears throat> um that is my number five yes. so i've fallen up there last night in soho i loved it uh i can't say anything better than what you just said um it was just it was really and Taylor fun. Joy. I didn't mention her, but she was amazing. <laughs> um yeah, last night not last night in Soho. I love Edgar Wright movies. Um I love that he again, like we talked about this a little bit earlier about letting an artist take a movie and just run with it. He's he's one of these guys that can still do that, that is still allowed to do that. Um I, except for I guess he did lose Ant Man back in the day. But I don't know. Edgar Wright's just a he's just a a pro. Like he knows what he's doing. And You're going to look forward to his next project. Yeah. Like whenever he does it, right? Whatever he does. I'll see whatever he does. It doesn't matter what genre it's in. I loved that he kind of mixes genres with this too. You know, he did the same thing with Baby Driver doing kind of a musical action musical. Um, and this is kind of a, what, a thriller. Thriller. Mixed with period a piece, period 20, piece. Like with like a mystery sort of coming of age yeah yeah horror twist i don't know it, it's, it's what it was it's fantastic though. and oh, actually Lord. just like talking about it and listening to everything you just said josh makes me like i was sitting I here thinking i wonder where i can stream that tonight yeah. <laughs> so, just like, watch it. <laughs> like yeah. it's time to watch it again mm-hmm. have you seen last night in Soho, casey nope big recommend yeah i loved it it was very cool eternals i know for a lot of folks they just didn't like it i just like I've, I watched it the first time, and I enjoyed it because it was just, if in some parts of it felt big and cinematic, and some parts of it, like, you could kind of, like, get down to the relationships part of things, which was a big part of this, right? Like, the Eternals is a group of people who are just kind of tasked to do things, and it, it, it kind of wanes on you and deteriorates out, blah, 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 right? And, and that was kind of what I liked about it, was they found a way to overcome, and it wasn't exactly the way you would have expected it, and... I liked it because, well, Marvel's done a good job at actually bringing in death into Marvel movies. Yeah, and true. I And because and, and, at first I thought, like, oh, nobody ever dies except for the bad guys. And so the some of the perceived good guys actually do die. And, like, it kind of changes things. And, like, it, it also shows that there, it's not just black and white, that there is, like, a gray area to a lot of things. True. And, you know, what's her name? Selma Hayek. She's in it. Uh-huh. And uh, that guy, Barry, the guy who's the Joker in the new Batman, Barry Kagan or whatever his name is, he's awesome. And I really like the guy who's from, I guess, two guys from Game of Thrones, right? Jon Snow and his older brother, who is actually a whatever you call it. Uh, Eternal. 
uh, I just forgot his name though. But anyhow, so it's just it's just kind of like a cool thing. I know not a lot of people loved it, but I enjoyed it a lot. So I thought it was interesting to see how who who directed it. What's her name again? Oh, uh, Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao, yeah. yeah. I thought it was interesting how she took her uh, style of filmmaking, you know, using these really pretty landscape shots and tried to incorporate that yeah. in a blockbuster movie. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, it did make some of those scenes a lot more interesting than uh, some of these other kind of green screen Marvel movies. Yeah. But I expected more out of it because they got this Oscar-winning director, you know. True. To and and people talked about that that you know the the these sprawling landscapes were really beautifully shot and then when i i don't know i, I thought it would be more noticeable than what it was it was kind of like these beautiful shots and then they would put too much cgi in it and it kind of like distracted from the beautiful shots and that's kind of a bummer i feel like that's what's so hard balance with marvel movies yeah it's exactly. like they, they they haven't quite like they figured out the formula to get butts and seats right and to watch it and be involved in it but like there are some parts where it's just like this isn't right and and that's kind of where it was for me but i enjoyed it overall and i actually watched it three times oh nice. and so nice. for me and the limited tv watching i watched outside of youtube it worked for, you. it worked for me so cool very nice all right casey's five um we'll go ahead with four um vince why don't you start mine'll be four? quick again uh because we talked about this one in the oscars um episode um, the Mitchells versus the Machines is nice. one of the best animated movies ever released. It's groundbreaking in the way that they animate it. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's really cool to look at. Check out Mitchells versus the Machines. Very nice. Uh, my number four is my last Oscars one. And I was actually surprised kind of when I was making this list that uh, of the Oscars ones, this is the one that ended up making it the highest for me. But my number four ended up being Don't Look Up. I really love Don't Look Up. I feel like the direction that Adam McKay took this movie, it, it was done really well. Obviously, like there's a lot of other better things that Leonardo DiCaprio's been in or Jennifer Lawrence has been in, but I feel like it was done really well. It was funny, the way that they covered the content that they needed to and like the subject that they were wanting to was really well done. I feel like it was, I don't know. I just really liked it, and I also really liked the soundtrack to it at the same time and that's just all of those things when i was looking at it and i was like yeah for my own personal likes and interests like in what i ended up liking this year none of like the the best picture like nominees really stood out as like yes like i loved him so much that it's like because you know before you had like parasite and i was like yes i loved parasite and other things like that but you know this year it was don't look up ended up being the one that i i enjoyed the most so don't look up is my number four so my number four might surprise people because it's just my number four. A lot of people love this, but No Way Home came out in 2021, right? Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah. That's your number four? Yeah. That's my number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home is my number four. And and it probably could have went a little higher if I'd watched it more recently where I watched other movies more recently and they kind of like resonated with me really well. So yeah, we, we can definitely chat about that. But No Way Home... Loved seeing all three. Oh, can we go into that spoilers territory? Sorry, I can edit this. They they have it. They have the all of their ads that they have on Facebook and YouTube now. Have have all three. Okay, okay. All three of them. so yeah, I just love seeing all three Spider Men. Like it brought back my childhood, my early twenties, and then boom, the now. So it was like here and there and back again. A Hobbit's Tale by the Spider Men. <laughs> 
Like that was kind of a thing, and like it was fun. So yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. So I much. I can't fun. believe you would trash my number one oh, movie. Oh dang! <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, my number one. I mean, obviously number four. It's not like you're. It's like, oh yeah, that missed my list or anything like I, that. I'm just interested to see what your number but, one is. Well, I I think I already know what it is. I think I think I might have both of your guys' <laughs> number one, which is not on my list at all. I told you I haven't actually seen it yet. Oh, and I still haven't. So I feel like even though I know what, (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Audience is lost. They they don't know what we're talking about. Everyone's gone. (laughs) It's going to be a good surprise. Sorry, we're getting there. (laughs) Anyways, Spider-Man No Way Home. We'll go back to it. My number one movie. And yes, especially just, you know, right. Those moments where we first see them for the first time. Because it's been so rumored and everything for so long. And you're thinking maybe it will, maybe it won't. But even in, because we saw it in a theater of what, like they had those really big, nice seats. So even though there was the theater was like full, it's not like there was a ton of people in there. Mm-hmm. But just when those moments happened, it was like you were at a stadium of ten thousand people. Wow! Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my goodness, that I bought, I watched it again recently because it became available and I bought it because I was like, whatever, I yeah. want it. So so I bought it and I watched it again and it was just it's funny. I love, I love that. It's hilarious. I bought it because love... you know I wanted it. <laughs> exactly. I actually don't I even it. remember where I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. Like that's like I'm not trying to say it like to be like it wasn't memorable, but I watched it and I had a lot of fun during it, but I can't remember did I watch it down at my parents' house? Did I watch it up at the theater here? Did I watch it at home? I I don't remember. All I remember was I was like, "What?" I think I actually went to the theater up here. Nice. By myself, I think I went watch it by yeah, myself, that's... so that might be why. It just kind of like it was like another day, but it was a good movie. And so, like, I'm not trying to trash anyone. If it was your number one, that's great and fine. Yeah, but there's just was. there's just not very many Marvel movies that you don't just walk out feeling like, yeah, that was a Marvel movie. And this one, you laugh, you cry, you laugh again, you're tense. Like, it, I went through all the emotions in this one. Like, there was consequences in this one. The, the freaking andrew garfield came back and was vindicated after years of being like called like the worst spider-man like so many moments just of just like redemption what about the redemption moment huh when mj falls off of the yes uh freaking heart-wrenching and you see and you see that shot right and it obviously purposefully mirrors the shot in the amazing spider-man 2 And you see Tom Holland go for it, right? And then, boom, he gets taken. And everyone, oh, my gosh, what's going to? And then it shows Andrew got, And everyone's like, yeah! Because it shows him go for it. And you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, it was an all right, like, shot and sequence. Like, when Tom Holland goes to save her. And then Green Goblin takes him away. So, okay, we're crazy spoilers here. Sorry, like, I went you with you, Vince, to this movie. We oh, saw yeah. this. Together. <laughs> right? I forgot. My I next was just like remembering the conversation. I was like, we talked about this together yeah. after we walked out of theater. Sorry, Vince and I watched. No, this. No, we no. did. I remember that. Apparently, I didn't remember why I saw it either. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, and then so yeah, it was like a good shot and with Tom Holland, and then all of a sudden he gets swept away, and you see. Andrew Garfield do it, and it's just... He does so much with so little. Like, oh he has, gosh. like, one word or something there, you know, where she asks him if he's okay, and he asks... Or, or it's vice versa. Well, he's, he's like, he asks, are you, are you okay? And she and asks, are like, you okay? And she's like, yeah, and he's just there, like, and you can tell how he emotional he is because of the moment. And she's, she's like, are you okay? So she's good. like, yeah. 
And then, and then also, even though I think that Andrew Garfield definitely was kind of like the standout of said year, which, by the way, what an amazing year. Again, yeah. we'll say it by Andrew Garfield. But, like, I think he was a standout of that. But there was also the Tobey Maguire moments, which were incredible. And, mm-hmm. I, and I loved all of them. But can I just especially say the end where Tom Holland, he gets to the point where he can't control. Like, he tries. He can't. No words himself. were said there either. Yeah, no words, not a single one. And he goes to take the the remains of the sharp bits of the what do you call glider. it? Glider. The goblet yeah. glider. <laughs> and he goes to to stab Willem Dafoe, who also did an excellent so job. Good. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> <laughs> and and just and, and not even just that he's there and doing it, but just that close up of Toby Maguire's face. Oh my gosh. I just can't. There were so many amazing things, and I won't go too far into it, but I just wanted to mention that while we were on it, because it was my number one. He was trying yeah, to be I better, can't. and it was great. Oh my gosh. And then the end, all the ambiguity, when he goes into the coffee shop. and uh, So three was Suicide Squad, and two was No Way Home for me. So I, well, I'm down to my number one. So, okay. we can... all right. so three and two. My three? Yeah. Okay, my three was one that was kind of crazy, and for some reason, I'm just checking real quick the release date to make sure that i'm not freaking crazy are you just giving us a 2022 film as your number one film of 2021 i I did that last year i think one year i just like gave us like films from like four different years (laughs) you're like i saw these last year so (laughs) my one is one that got very very mixed reviews and like i understood why but at the same time i didn't because i loved the movie I loved the actors, and I loved the twist, and I loved M. Night Shyamalan's old. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Number three. Like, I loved it. Yes, I considered number two, but I was like, no, I like my top two movies. Um, Old was really good. I liked it. Did you see it, Vince? No, I still haven't, and I still haven't had it spoiled for me either. There you go. It's not spoiled. It is kind of like... The thing is, I think that's a good one because there's a lot of them that are very easy to spoil, right? Like, I watched freaking Fifty First Dates before I watched. Um, oh, Six Shyamalan. Sense. Yeah, The Six Sense. I watched freaking Fifty First Dates before I watched The Six Sense, and it literally spoils it in that. Like, <laughs> Fifty First Dates spoils. Like, it was still amazing when I watched it, but it's like that's a very easy one to spoil. This one is a very weird one to spoil. So it's like, like I understand why it hasn't been spoiled for you. Because it's like a strange twist, but I really, really like it, and it's thought provoking, and it does. They do a really, really good job, and it got mixed reviews. But Thomas and Mackenzie does an amazing job, uh, and just like the other actors as they go along, it's just this very weird tale, and like the implications that you know, because just because this is in the spoiler, because it's from the trailers. Basically, they're on this beach where time just starts going faster, right, and they can't get out. But time starts going. It's basically like an hour is like seven years or it's like something like that. Right. And so it's just like all of the implications that happen with that. You all of a sudden start experiencing time at an extremely accelerated rate. What happens, the implications of it, why it's happening, all of these things. Very, very cool. And yeah, like I could I kind of understood the mixed reviews but at the same time i was like i don't know why like i I still loved it it's my number three movie of the year in a year of a lot of really amazing movies my number three was dune wow what yeah so everything that we were saying earlier about knowing what no we were wrong have i thrown you off now yeah 
Because I have no idea what your number one's gonna be now. Yeah. So number three was Dune, and here's why. I wanted to put Dune at the very top of the pyramid, and be like, "This was it." But I also like had to think about the movies that have impacted me the most, that like made me feel right, and so that's where I've changed, um, kind of the vein. Because like okay. Dune. Sorry, I'm going to edit this. Fucking amazing. Like, I don't even care. Like, I loved Dune. And, like, I, I bought it. Like, I bought it before even watching it. That's how much I knew I was going to love it. So, um, yeah, fanboy of Dune here. But not my number, number three. one, but my number three. And, and we can wait, like, on that one. Kind of. Okay. What was your yeah. number two? Uh, my number two is Through the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, I watched it literally after we left here with, like, so – the very first movie after leaving here was we watched uh, Nightmare Alley, and then like uh, like three days later, mom was like, "I heard this is an amazing show through the eyes of Tay Faye," and we watched it, and I loved it so much. Like, not only is it like great storytelling, like very fun, like kind of like flashy goodness of like the '80s, and like kind of like telling a story of the rise of televangelism and kind of what happened there, but like the acting was on par. It had. Uh, Oh my gosh, Spider Man, Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield, and then it also just had Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain I was gonna call her Bryce Dallas Howard, but that's not right. But oh, yeah, nice. like to, yeah. it also had D'Onofrio, whatever his first name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was just a really good cast there, and it was very well told and very well done. So yeah, my number two is through the eyes of Tan Faye. Okay. Wow, that's high up there. Sorry, right. I really like it too. I'm so glad I threw you guys off though. Like I know yeah, you guys you were expecting. Uh, I still Dune. don't I mean, know. Dune is the only word that came out of your mouth on the last episode. So, <laughs> I was just so I was ready. I thought we were gonna have a nice little like I would do my three and two, and Casey would have whatever at two, and then we just get down to your guys as number one. Yeah, and I just what in the world? So, I still don't know what Casey's number one is gonna be now. I'm. I'm excited, but you all right. Can't see me. <laughs> Dude, I'm keep it on the job. Spider-Man theme tonight. Spider-Man at four. Dune at three. Casey's full of surprises. So, uh, my number two. Encanto. I loved Encanto a lot. Uh, I watched it multiple times. I love the soundtrack, even though it can get boring a lot of times. We talked a lot about Encanto last time, right? I love the story. It's very cute. Like it felt very like. Like it, you could tell, obviously, that it was like just like the Disney movie and not Pixar. But a lot of the the way that the storytelling went, it felt very Pixar esque, and I really enjoyed it so much more that obviously that Encanto is number two, while Luca was an honorable mention for me this year. Um, so yeah, just uh, I'll just we talked about Encanto. Encanto a lot last time. So Encanto, my number two, and then my number one was Spider Man No Way Home. So. All right, so we're down to the number one. Mine was Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I think maybe we just end up with. But the, I think Casey's got to be last. Yeah, I was about to say we got to end up on whatever yeah. the surprise is. But, so, because uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say my number one was Dune. It's it's a masterpiece in cinema. Dude. It's a sci-fi epic that that has been attempted to be made before, and people said that it couldn't be done. And Denis Villeneuve just came up and was just like, "I got this, guys." Like. Calm down. This isn't that hard. Like, let me show you how to make a masterpiece. Here it is. You know? <laughs> I 100% and it was anything. But... <laughs> he just kind of shot it out. He's like, here it is. There we go. We just made a masterpiece. Dune's amazing. Dune looks incredible. Dune sounds incredible. Dune won so many Oscars and deserved so many Oscars. I will forever 
harp on the fact that Denis Villeneuve was robbed of even a nomination for a direct for a director's uh, Oscar, best director Oscar. Dune's just a I, I'm a sucker for a sci-fi, and this felt like a in a, in a world of green screens of you know Star Wars and Marvel green screens. It just feels good to have a epic sci-fi adventure that doesn't feel like it was filmed on a green screen that actually feels like it was filmed you know or actually was filmed like out in the desert it just well they they filmed in norway like around dubai Mm -hmm. they filmed in a lot of different places with dune so and you can just tell like like those marvel movies they're fun they're great but they all kind of devolve into just like you can tell it's kind of a green screened action scene you know and this just it feels like it just has a feel to it dune does well and the costumes are real like everything is real like Mm -hmm. like cgi costumes you can tell like that they're cgi like they don't quite have something to them and like everything was real as real as they could make it and so and you just feel it it's just it's an incredible work of art and i loved it it's my easily my number one so we each have a different number one then because we've got spider-man no way home we have dune and then Casey. i am so excited to see what this is you want to take a guess? Yeah, both I don't, don't want to like take a guess and then steal your thunder from you saying it. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. So I true. will, I will put a I, letter up under the table, which is the first letter of what I think it is, and you can tell me if it's right. Yeah, is it right? Yeah. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Okay, sorry. We'll we'll stop keeping the viewers waiting. And Vince, my number one is Luca. Oh wow! Yeah, it was my favorite film of. I just realized because I remember last week you talking yeah. about it and how much you loved it, and then I just realized I like went back and was trying to remember. I was like, I don't think he said Luca. Yeah, Luca is my favorite film of 2021, and there's there's an array of reasons behind it. Like right, like I needed something that was just one entertaining, two, it it was fun. It was an adventure, right? It's like going into the unknown. Like like if you've watched Luca, you'll you'll know. Like it's breaking out, like experiencing something new, and just being like. Like a duck out of water, essentially, or a merman out of water, and it's 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 amazing and fun and like, sure, is it the greatest movie of all time? No, but like one, like I I have to say this again, like it's fun to have a little bit of like actual representation that was like so nonchalant, like oh no, this man has one arm and he's running around, like ah, uh, not really my thing, and he just kind of does his thing and he's just kind of there, and I also just kind of like the. The actual like transformative process of the of the series, right? Like the show, I guess it's not a series, but the show, where he just kind of evolves from this kid who's like really nervous and timid into someone confident and curious, and and like the characters display a world like that we ought to live in more so, like and and like, but it does showcase like things being different, and scary to people, and like how we react poorly at times, but also like. The, the 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 dad he just kind of like steps up and says i know who these people are they are they are these people and i don't know it reminded me a little bit of like Shit's creek like it, it it's the world as it should be which is more welcoming and understanding and despite there being people who might not always understand it they still want to work with the people as they are and um at least that was my perception of it right like a, a story can be interpreted a hundred different ways but i liked it for a number of reasons and so that's why luca was my number one film of 2021 and one we didn't mention last week that I think I forgot to mention was I thought the voice acting was incredible as well. And it's um what's his name? Jacob Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay, the guy who's uh, the kid in room. Oh wow. Is the voice room. actor for Luca. He's also He's in the other show where he has the ears. Um, and then the Wonder? 
Wonder, yeah. Yes. And then the other boy, which I forget his name. Not Luca, but the other one. He, Alberto. Al- Alberto. Um, uh, Alberto. What a year for Bruno and Disney, though, huh? Because yeah. Silencio Bruno and we don't talk about Bruno. I never thought about that. But anyway, sorry. That's uh, yeah. a weird tangent. <laughs> but, like, um, Alberto is voiced by, I don't know his name, but it's the kid in It. His, his name is uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. Jack Dylan Grazer. I'll show you. Yeah. Is he the kid uh, right in? His yeah, yeah. With the uh, yeah. he's in the Shazam too. Yep. Yes. I like yes. that kid. He's in there, and then yeah, like Maya Rudolph is in there as well. Jim. She's Gaffigan. the mom, right? Uh, yeah, was in there. Jim Gaffigan was in it. Yeah, he's the dad. And, uh, Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan. This is the mom and dad. Yeah, it, it, it's just really good. Yulia. I loved Luca. I uh, watched it with my nieces, and you know when you're watching it with little kids you're talking through the whole thing yeah. i could not stop talking in that freaking italian accent i <laughs> i love italy i don't know why i've never been there but it's we'll like top of my list of of countries to go to so just like having being able to just like immerse myself in this hour and a half experience in italy with these kids i'm just like i want to be there i just want to go to italy i want to eat all the food i want to play on the vespas I want to get in the race. I want to do it all. I want to be a friend of Merman. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 I don't know if 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 my wife and I were to like have a child, that's where I'd want to go on our baby moon, like because you can just eat and have fun, and just it's chill all the time. Pasta, I love pasta, pasta. so much. Oh my gosh, so just good. eat all the freaking time. But even oh if we didn't have a baby, I think I'd just like to travel there and eat. Like, I let's, let's my go. favorite cookbook. Go? That, yeah, let's right. do it. Let's Pasta wine play twenty twenty two. Abroad in Italy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just recording from like this random cafe in Italy and they bring us like the linguine from this. And like, yeah, like, I don't know. We can go to Na- I wish. Napoleon and get some real Neapolitan pizza because yes. it's very specific, it has to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I watched the show, uh, the Tucci episode. Did you see that? Yeah. Stanley Tucci's. Have you read his book? No, but I watched his TV show all about Italy and it was like. It's, it's mouth watering. I'm salivating right now. Me so. too. I've got a hungry. <laughs> let's <laughs> wrap it up then. Yeah, guys, let's wrap it up. So, Josh, one more time. What was your number one? My number one is Spider Man No Way Home. And Vince? Dune stole it for me. And for me, it was Luca. So, guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning into our podcast. Like, these are just fun for us to do. I, I can't say that we've made a fortune off of sitting here talking to you for hours, but what we've made is a fortune of friendship. And I would say that that is the actual value of this podcast. Wasn't that the us. real treasure? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the treasure all along? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's just great to be there. Do you guys have any other closing thoughts before we end it? Please let us know your top tens of 2021, top threes, whatever you want to do. Just comment on one of our Instagram posts that we'll have up about this and let us know because this was super fun. I loved seeing your guys' top tens, so I'd love to see any other perspectives. Yes, same. Let's do it. So uh, we'll put up the episode, and then uh, please just uh, comment on our posts. And uh, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe we ought to get the camera in here and just live stream an episode one of these times just for kicks and giggles and see how that would be. Yeah, I'll have to toy with that Yeah, see if I can figure it out. We, we would definitely have to toy with it. But, yeah, guys, thank you once again for tuning into the Pause Where I Play co- Thank you for tuning in to the Pause Ryan Play podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Da, 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 da.